0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It's Alan Share, your host. I run the Spa Industry Association. This is your only 18-minute podcast in the spa and wellness industry. I've got, well, given that I'm originally from Minnesota, it's only right that I have other ex-Minnesota boys on the show as well. But we're going to the coast of California to talk to my friend, Dustin Holt. He is the co-founder of Sunray Skincare, Suncare, both of those. We're going to go with both, Dustin, at this point. But you guys are making an amazing, state-of-the-art, technologically advanced product. I can't wait to tell all our listeners about it. But in any case, welcome, Dustin. How are you?
1: Thanks, Alan. I'm doing good. And yourself?
0: Good. And I can't wait to see. I know we're at the same show in a couple of weeks and it's about damn time because I haven't seen you in a year. So uh, headed yep. out to the shows is always good. By the way, is uh, Sunray Skin is the best website for you guys, right?
1: Correct. SunraySkin.com. It's S-O-N-R-E-I Skin.com.
0: Okay, people get it right. It's S-O-N-R-E-I Skin. Dot com, sunrayskin.com. Please go there and, and see what Dustin and his team are doing, because uh, it's incredible. So, Dustin, you came to me a year, year and a half ago and said, hey, we're talking about doing something that you guys are already doing in the industry, but we have a way of doing better. And of course, I'm always engaged in the guys who say they have a better mousetrap. So, Can you take a minute or two, tell people about your history, where you were at, and get us up to speed on how you guys started Sunray?
1: Sure. You know, briefly, with my background is, I come from a pharmaceutical dermatology background, and actually, I was on uh, part of the team that launched a brand called CeraVe, a moisturizer and skincare line that's now owned by L'Oreal. In fact, I couple of my mentors were the founder of that brand when we launched it. I I was hired by them back in 2004, and we launched that particular brand in 2005. And I actually took over running the Cervi brand from one of the founders in 2011. So what informs my thinking of skincare uh, goes back to those early days when we launched the Cervi brand, and we promoted it exclusively to dermatology practices, promoting it to nurses and physicians for their recommendations to patients. And that really formed my philosophy on skincare and the belief that the optimal channel to sell products in is, in particular skincare products, is with perceived experts by consumers and patients. So that would include estheticians, spas, physicians, nurses, etc. And my affinity and, and, and the success that that is that had. It just forms my opinion as we develop products. And what ultimately, for me, will lead into my own venture with some partners was to start start our own skincare brand called Sunray. And we initially focused on the sun care category for a few reasons. Uh, first was it's the most difficult category, as a lot of people in skincare know from a regulatory perspective. So, with my background running the CeraVe skincare brand, um, dealing with uh, formulators and regulatory people, um, we were confident that we could create some custom formulations to fill potentially a void for consumers uh, that do not like traditional white sunscreen lotions, was the in- initial premise of our company. So, falling back on Alan, on my background with dermatology and, and dermatologists, I had a fondness for gel vehicles, uh, just with the attributes that they had, the way that they would glide, et cetera. So when we started the the Sunray Sunray brand almost five years ago, um, that was where we decided to focus, was we craft a sunscreen gel that would be a little bit unique in the marketplace. Um, you know that there are a few gels out there, but not a lot, and that was our starting point for the brand um back in 2019.
0: So, you know that I am a huge fan of your gel. Uh, yes, for uh, for all the aforementioned reasons. So, I want to remind people: sunscreen was always white. People think zinc. Then, even if it was zinc or not zinc, they think white. It gets in your hair. It gets in your eyebrows. It's just a. For those of us who have facial hair, doesn't go on smooth, et cetera, et cetera. When you originally sent me the the uh, Sunray gel, it, mm-hmm. to me, it was like, he was literally like Moses opening up the Red Sea. It was a miracle that mm-hmm. there was something that went on so smooth and so easy on the skin and the face. Didn't catch in my hair. I loved everything about it. So, um That brings us up to today, and you guys are getting ready to launch what?
1: We're launching a new collection. So to to reset with the products that we launched, Alan, you mentioned the gels. Um, We launched the clear gel back in 2019. But really the premise, and I I, I neglected to say this at the beginning of what me and my partner started this business, um, was coming at it from a diverse background in terms of skin color and creating products that are, we call it crafted for every kind. So it's really an inclusive message. And that, you know, if you think about white sunscreens, like you just mentioned, if you're a darker skin tone on the Fitzpatrick scale, say a skin type four, five, or six, you know, when you apply a white product on your skin, it's almost like you're painting yourself white. And there's a ghosting effect. So for us, in our mind, is how can we create products that are crafted for every kind and that comes with the clear portion of it Um, but also when we're thinking inclusive inclusivity we're also thinking lifestyle when we're making products so if someone is vegan um, or looking for things that are gluten-free GMO free um, if they have sensitive skin so are we removing fragrance Um, do you live an outdoor active lifestyle as related to sunscreen so are we creating formulations that have really good water and sweat resistance properties so always from that prism is when we're creating our products is what we're looking at to have an inclusivity message that's at our core and then in addition to that as you mentioned with sun care in particular your listeners are going to understand certain people prefer mineral sunscreens versus the traditional chemical sunscreens that were used in a lot of uh products so in our mind whenever we're formulating sunscreens whether it's our athleisure gels which were the first ones that we created those are available in the clear clear gel formula but then crafting for every kind means that we have to craft sunscreens for people that would prefer a mineral sunscreen so in addition to the clear we always have a non-nano zinc oxide clearly zinc or RC Clearly are the two different formulations or products that we make. So with that um, philosophy, this year we're excited to add to our family of ath- athleisure gels. We're launching an organic mist collection, I love it. Um, continuous mist sunscreens that will become an RC Clearly or Clear sunscreen mist in an SPF 50 formulation. And then also, the organic mist collection will have a clearly zinc SPF 30 that only uses non-nano zinc oxide available in an adult packaging and a kid's packaging that we call kid zinc. And you guys killed it in
0: the kid's packaging. It's absolutely awesome.
1: Thank you. Um, Thank you.
0: um, I have a can in my hand. Uh, Everything you guys did, the can feels good. I love that you have the lock unlock instructions, not only verbally, but with the picture of a lock and an unlock on the on the side. Mm-hmm. You guys did a lot of things that just to me make a lot of sense. I love your list at the, at the top. I have to knock this off here. Fragrance-free, paraben-free, gluten-free, all skin type, safe for kids, for face and body, Hawaii reef compliant. That's a big thing to a lot of people, by the way, even if they don't live on yeah. the reef. Cruelty-free. GMO-free, vegan, antioxidant-rich UVA, UVB protection. Is there anything that's not good in this, Pam? Because to me, that covers the list pretty damn well.
1: Yeah, for for sunscreens, as I said, we're trying to make them as inclusive as we can, Alan, uh, to as many people as we can. Um, And like I said, whether the preference for a client um, or a a consumer, um, it's really their choice, right? So if someone prefers the clear sunscreen, we have you covered, pun intended. Or if they prefer the mineral, we have them covered and we're offering the same benefits on either vehicle, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, Dustin, will you tell
0: people who don't know, what is the difference between mineral sunscreen and the clear sunscreen? What makes the defining difference there?
1: Sh- sure, it's uh, the clear sunscreen, um, we're using what's commonly referred to as chemical active sun chemical sunscreen or it's the active ingredients in the in the FDA monograph. They're called chemical sunscreens. Um, That's that's a nomenclature that's used in the public. But as a formulator or product creator, everything's a chemical. So I kind of giggle at that When But that's the commonly accepted language. So a chemical sunscreen can be clear. um, But whereas mineral sunscreens are either a zinc oxide, which is that white uh ingredient that everyone's familiar with or titanium dioxide we do not use titanium dioxide that is still a mineral sunscreen we just use not non-nano zinc oxide so the difference between the two is chemical sunscreen ingredients allow us to formulate products that are clear whereas zinc oxide is a white powder so there's not much that we can do in terms of making it clear what we can do is some some companies will tint their zinc oxide to blend in a little bit better into skin tones or with ours it's white but it blends out as clear as we can make it so there's different qualities of zinc oxide that you can source and we're we're sourcing the highest quality zinc oxide that we can to get out get it to blend out as clear as possible as someone rubs it in
0: it becomes a personal preference issue right
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And there, there, you know, there's some other data out there that um, would suggest that mineral sunscreens are maybe a little bit better if you have extremely sensitive skin, but that's a small subset of population. Um, in general, they're both well tolerated. It really just comes down to a preference.
0: Yeah. Dustin, on the can that I have in front of me, which is the Sunray Clearly Zinc 70% Organic Mineral Sunscreen. Um, mm-hmm. What makes it 70% organic,
1: not 100% organic, 30? What's 70? Yeah, well, the 70% organic, the government or regulatory body allows you to claim, if it's not 100%, you can claim up to 70% organic. The reason why we're not 100% is because of the active ingredients. So in this case, the zinc oxide or in the other formulation are clear 70% organic uh uh, sunscreen that's using the chemical filters the active ingredients sunscreen ingredients can't they're not they can't be certified organic because they're not from that they're they're all synthetically made and that's where uh, that comes from
0: yeah i think sometimes people get confused like they expect things to be a hundred percent organic not recognizing that that would last about three days in your fridge, and then you'd have to toss it out, right? right. <laughs> Things are just not one hundred percent organic the way that you think they should be,
1: um, right? But in, you know, in this case, where we can, we wanted to make these certified organic ingredients in these particular formulations for those buyers that find you know feel that that is important to them when when buying their skincare.
0: On your can it says water resistant eighty minutes. So if I spray myself with sunray. And I will, because I live in Arizona, and you better put the damn stuff on every day down here. I spray myself. Can I get right in the water? Do I have to wait three minutes? What's the process?
1: Well, the process for any sunscreens in terms of direction, we have to follow the guidelines of the FDA and their OTC monograph. So the guidance on our packaging that we have to follow is with any sunscreen and all sunscreens in the market is it's, it's advised that you apply your sunscreen 15 minutes before sun exposure, allow that product to set, and then you can go out and if it's, um, swimming or even, you know, where you're at in Arizona, where I'm at in Santa Barbara, California or other places, a lot of people are active in the outdoors. So it doesn't just apply to, uh, sweating or excuse me, swimming. They might be sweating, so the water resistance is important if you're hiking or playing pickleball or whatever outdoor activity any person is, is actively doing. That that's an important thing of of the sun protection.
0: Got it. Does by the way, uh, for our listeners, we're speaking with Dustin Holt today. He is one of the founders of uh, Sunray Skincare. Find them, please, at Sunray Skin S O N R E I Skin dot com. Dustin, this can also says shea butter and aloe vera. So then I ask myself, does does a sunscreen dry me out, and that's why we have to have moisturize in there, or why?
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't dry you out. That's just added benefits that we or added ingredients that we put in that can give some additional benefits in terms of the feel. Or in this case, having the aloe and the shea butter can help enhance. That that moisturizing uh, effect on the skin. So, and this this is common. To be fair, with with a lot of sunscreen products, they typically might add some additional ingredients to add addition, additional benefits. So, for us, in this case, with our, our clearly zinc organic mist, uh, we added the shea butter and the aloe vera because they complement this uh, mist really well uh, for the user experience and also the additional benefits that they bring
0: the uh, use of sunscreen doesn't relate just to Cave Creek and Santa Barbara. When I lived in Minneapolis, yeah, I would put sunscreen on all year. I mean, is that true, right? If you're out in the sun, you're out in the sun,
1: period. Yes. Yeah, the the temperature doesn't uh, uh, dictate the damage that can happen. Yes, there is different times of the year. The strength of the sun is certainly higher in the summer versus the winter. However, uh, UV damage and early onset aging can happen any time of the year. And if the sun is exposed to those harmful rays uh, or or if your skin's exposed to those harmful rays, protection is necessary year round. So it really doesn't matter um, where someone lives. Um, Even in the northern climates, both of us being from Minnesota, uh, you remember when we were young, you might be out ice fishing or doing snowshoeing or something. There's reflection that happens. And if you have any exposed skin in that case, typically on your face, because everything else you're wearing clothing, um, that can cause sunburn or damage. And people forget about that being from the northern climates. Um, even incidental sun exposure can happen when you're going in and out of a, a building or you're you happen to be uh, sitting by a window where where rays are coming through UVA rays, which cause early onset aging, can penetrate windows. So people... Should always be uh, considerate of any time you have ex- sun rays shining on you. Uh, sunscreen would be uh, an appropriate thing to protect yourself.
0: Okay. So I know this sounds like a very junior league question, but I sit in front of the computer all day. So I bought, I have, these are blue tinted glasses that I use for the computer, but would you tell me that you need sunscreen to sit in front of the computer?
1: You, no, I would not. I don't think the data on that, there's people marketing that, Alan, Yes. Um, for, for blue light protection. Now, any sunscreen is going to protect you from that, um, first off. Number two, none of the data supports that a device is actually legitimate data, I should say, is supporting that claim. So I think uh, people can rest easy that you do not need to wear a sunscreen in front of a device. Um, okay. It's, it's he- maybe clever marketing, but... I, I've never seen data that actually supports that claim.
0: Well, everything seems to be marketing today, except sometimes you get a yeah. product like Sunray where it's the real deal and you don't have to yeah. worry about the marketing because you know what you're getting. So I love that Correct. part. One Correct. final question for me. Um, I know people say get 15 minutes of vitamin D every day. If you go outside for 15 minutes, should you put sunscreen on?
1: Yes, absolutely. You should. You're going to get enough vitamin D just from a coverage. Um, I wouldn't be uh, exposing your skin for an extended period of time beyond 15 minutes, um, just with the intent of getting vitamin D. Um, The damage that the sun can do if you're out there longer is a lot worse for your skin than that. So it's wear sunscreen. (laughs) That's the most important thing. And particular in our industry, Alan, real quick is. A lot of people are investing a lot of hard-earned dollars into anti-aging products, anti-wrinkle. The number one thing, this is experts all across, whether it's dermatologists, master estheticians, the number one that they tell people that they have to do is you got to protect yourself from the sun first. That is the number one cause of early onset skin aging. So if someone, you know, a consumer is investing a lot of their dollars into anti-aging creams and masks and all all kinds of technologies to maintain a youthful appearance. The very first step they should be doing is wearing sun protection. Agreed.
0: All right. I keep saying saying one more question, but this is really my last one more question. And then we'll have to do another one of these people take their dogs out. I see them all morning. They're out early. It's, it might be down here seventy degrees at you know seven thirty in the morning, and the sun is still kind of low on the horizon. But you're warm because that sun is hot. Do you wear sunscreen at seven a.m. in the morning?
1: You know that's a good question, Alan. I would direct, you know, a definitive answer on that would be better to ask a physician. Got it than me. Okay. I I I think that it's better to be safe. If the sun is out, put your sunscreen on.
0: Yeah. I, you know That's what?
1: a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: What's the Hippocratic Oath in our industry? Do no harm. The, right. I would say the caveat to that is don't do yourself any harm. <laughs> right? Correct. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We've, been, absolutely. we've been speaking today with Dustin Holt. He's the co-founder and a super smart guy at Sunray SunCare. Please reach out to them. S-O-N-R-E-I. S-K-I-N, sunrayskin.com Dustin, we'll be doing another one because I have so many one more questions, but we got to stop right now. Thank you a ton for being with me today. Thank you, Alan. Pleasure. And friends, remember, please be kind
1: to one another.